guys and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts Tierra and Jack for what is now episode number 26 of our Road to 2021 series. Before we get stuck into our weeks, we just wanted to remind you guys that if you do enjoy these episodes, please remember to repost them onto your Instagram stories. You can leave a review on the iTunes podcast app. And also, if you are interested in our coaching services, you can head over to our website, which you can search by the Bodybuilding Dietitians on Google. You can also find the link on Instagram or the show notes below as well. And just a heads up, we don't just coach physique competitors. We coach anyone with a health and fitness goal. Yes. So Jack, tell us about your past week of health and fitness. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, overall, it was a good week, first week of prep, mm-hmm. so it's, um, it wasn't memorable in a good way, so nothing bad happened, <laughs> and it was pretty much all good. So we are now officially 24 weeks out from ICN. Yep. Yeah, Epic. Sh- well, the predicted show date of ICN, mm-hmm. which will hopefully be the Sunshine Coast Classic or the Rookie Show. Yep, 10th of April, 2021. Yeah, I guess to give you guys some stats first up, because people like numbers, my macros for this week, I basically started on quite a big drop. So it was 400 carb and 60 fat, 250 protein. And I had one day at 575 carb mm-hmm. and same fat and protein. So yeah, starting aggressive, just like the interesting thing is that it is actually lower than what I started for my mini cut. Mm-hmm. But based on the data we collected from my mini cut, we thought it was better to start aggressive and basically lose a decent chunk of weight quite quickly in the first 10 weeks. And although like obviously the percent of weight loss is going to be more than 1% this week, I think it's going to average out to be probably like around 0.75 to 1% over this these first like 10 weeks, I would hope. Yeah, exactly. And even, you know, before when you were eating prior to starting preps, anywhere between like what, 575 to 675 carb per day, Initially, when you were like, I'm lowering it down to 400 grams every day for, well, for five days of the week, I was like, whoa, like how much of a drop is that actually? And then we did the math and it actually turns out that prior to prep, you were eating around 29,000 calories per week. Mm -hmm. And now you're eating around 22,000 calories per week, which is pretty damn spot on. That equals out to be a 1000 calorie deficit every single day. And you know, like when you do the rough math, that's estimated to be predicted around one kilogram of body weight lost per week. Yeah. And at the moment, that would be just over 1% of my body weight loss mm-hmm. each week. But due to adaptive thermogenesis, we know that number will go down. So, yeah. so it should equal around that 0.75 pretty perfectly. Yeah. Over a few weeks. Yeah. Cool. And it'll, it'll just be interesting to see how long... I can stay on these macros for because mm-hmm. obviously I want to stay on them for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Still feeling very comfortable in the gym. Like if anything, I feel better. Like mm-hmm. last week was actually a pretty average training week for me. Like that was my final week of the improvement season. And this week has felt a lot better. Like my my back in general was just very stiff previously. And now it's, mm-hmm. it's feeling better. Training performance was good. Even improving on the presses, which were stalling before. And so those are all positive signs. Damn. Well, do you think that's more physiological or psychological? Like, do you think mm-hmm. perhaps you're just psyched to, you know, be now officially working toward a goal? Yeah, that that's definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in terms of body weight, I the average I started on was 89.4. And the average today, it's Sunday, so that works out well, was 87.97. Whoosh! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's quite a drop, man. But you know, you're pretty uh, notorious for having a big drop the very first week you ever enter a cut. Yeah, well, when you there was about like 200 grams of carbs mm-hmm. dropped. Yeah. So that that kind of makes sense. Yeah, but you had a massive drop like from the first day to the second day, right? Yeah, I went from 89.2 to 87.8. Man, that is just crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, and like based on my last prep, I just know so much more in terms of body weight fluctuations mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. It's just going to be such a different prep. Just actually sitting down and thinking about it, like that the amount of stuff I know, the amount of experience I have now coaching other people, it's it's going to be night and day. And not only that, like the amount of stress, like the amount of sleep I get, mm-hmm. it's going to be very, very different. Yeah, we are in a much better position right now compared to when we were doing, a, you know, placement for our master's degree. <laughs> yeah, undoubtedly. So other things to talk about. Well, training wise, I said that was that was good. Mm-hmm. Not really much else else to mention there other than like my leg day, I've actually been keeping at two sets for most of my main movements, mm-hmm. three sets for the accessories. And I was thinking of bringing that back up to like three sets for some other things. But the more I look at it, the more I think I kind of have to accept that maybe my recovery capacity isn't tiaras <laughs> <laughs> and I can't do three or four sets for everything. You and I are both very different people (laughs) yes genetically muscle fiber likely (laughs) (laughs) and like the more if you actually look at it it's actually we know it's more favorable to be able to do less sets and grow Mm -hmm. more yeah and maybe i've because that's my frame of mind i try and put myself into the boat that's actually less favorable Mm -hmm. where you're like you have to do more work to grow but uh, maybe i am in that boat where i mean i can get away with doing two sets for squats two sets for some leg press some staggered RDLs. Yeah, but the trade-off there, like we've said, your intensity is high. You're lifting yeah. heavy ass weights. And it's not like I'm doing 10 sets or less per week for each body part. I'm still doing 14 for quads and mm. hamstrings and probably maybe even more for glutes just because of the crossover. And and like I don't count leg press as a hamstring exercise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't count squats as a hamstring exercise either. Yeah, well, that wouldn't necessarily make sense. And when you're performing those, it's very clear that your quads are working. Mm. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's still people who say that, I mean, yeah, quads, like put your feet high on a leg press to work your hamstrings, but it's still not a direct hamstring exercise. No, I'd say do something more like an RDL or a leg curl and use the leg press for what it's built for. (laughs) We actually saw someone at the gym the other day using the leg press as a shoulder press machine. And I'm like, dude, the shoulder press machine, like no one's even on that. And there's a bunch of barbells and dumbbells around the place. Why are you doing shoulder press on this incline leg press machine? <laughs> you probably saw it on one of those um, influencer oh, boys. swipe videos, so, swipe workouts. So silly. Man, I was confused. Like, <laughs> even if his muscles weren't confused, I was very confused. <laughs> but uh, other than that, like upper body has stayed the same volume wise. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't get the same degree of fatigue from those upper body sessions. So there's no reason to decrease it. And nutrition wise... Yeah, I've adjusted very well. It was definitely a hit to, to see all that food in my fitness pal go away. Yeah, that's my question. So how did you remove like, for example, from your big Friday leg day where you were eating like six, seven, five grams carbs, mm. right? How did you cut 275 grams of carbs? So I was having a lot of dried fruit mm-hmm. on those days or in general, mainly sultanas. So that mm. was an easy cut just to cut all of that out. And... 
in the evening I'm just having vegetables and meat at the moment mm-hmm. so there's no so I cut out all that carbohydrate and that was mainly couscous yeah and my lunch has actually stayed the same which is still basically just sandwiches and still having like a post-workout cake in the post-training mm-hmm. just slightly lowered the flour not actually by that much and then breakfast I've just lowered the amount of oats and cereal slightly man easy as yeah it was yeah not that hard and yeah, I'm interested, like I'm genuinely excited to see what the next stage with nutrition will be, mm-hmm. like whether I decide to just be more aggressive on those low days or go uh, five low, two high or mm-hmm. four low, three high. Yeah. And yeah, because I, we, like even this week, I wasn't expecting much in terms of the high day. Like I was just expecting weight to kind of jump back up because that's what happens when you refill glycogen. Like it's usually from experience, it's not until later in prep where you get that big whoosh after the high Mm -hmm. days. But like even this week, my weight dropped by like 600 grams, I think, after the high day. Yeah, that's nuts. So like that's good that I'm already seeing those results from it. Yeah. And not that it's anything magical. It's just I was due for a low anyway. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes that those high days help. Yeah, absolutely. That's the yeah, high days can certainly go one or two ways. And they're always certainly going to be beneficial from a point that you are providing yourself with more energy, more calories, right? Training performance is always going to be up and you're generally going to look better. But uh, usually I think that big whoosh is really just a hell of a lot of fluid. Even yeah. you said, right, that you were, you were going pee a hell of a lot more compared to the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially you were even a little bit more stressed just from the prior of dieting the few days before. Mm, potentially, yeah. Yeah. Week one, already analyzing it. But... Yeah. But hey, that's what we do. We, we're analysts. <laughs> so there's not much about me left to say, mm-hmm. but there is stuff about this weekend yeah absolutely icn queensland show yep so first icn show of the year mm-hmm. and yeah so tiara and i both had one client each and so callum competed yesterday he was doing men's fitness and overall he did really well very proud of how he worked he's just one of those guys who just gets it done mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't complain like it was rough for him in some some occasions yeah. just to p- keep pushing and achieve the desired conditioning but that's what you have to do sometimes and again callum is a university student who actually lives at college right and here at the university of queensland when you live at college you get a buffet for breakfast lunch and dinner so if you guys feel like you know you're having trouble saying no to foods right or something imagine having all of your friends around you every single breakfast lunch and dinner and you're at a freaking buffet and you're trying to die down mm. for a show that is that is mental toughness right that is resilience and not wow. to mention all the college functions like balls the yeah all the going out to the bar or whatever yeah and yeah he he just didn't even think twice about his macros are spot on every day and like truly the results showed on on show day so the he, discipline just amazing yeah so he competed in four different categories he did uh, first time as novice and his open class mm-hmm. and then the gold class as well so the gold class is unique to icn where if you basically to put it simply are good enough they yeah. ask you to come back and compete with mm-hmm. the pros for, yeah. for whatever you're competing at. So yeah. for him, it was men's fitness. So he got two seconds and he got two firsts as well. Yeah, Callum did a really freaking good job. Like mm. he, honestly, I don't think you guys could have had a better prep. Like for his first time competing, yeah. his posing was spot on. So really good job, Mr. Yeah. Teacher. <laughs> 
yeah, it's it's def- so important to bring that energy. Like you can you can have perfect posing and go through the motions, but if you don't have that energy, which is so easy to tell on stage, then mm-hmm. like you're you're shortchanging yourself. Yeah. And like the the thing is, part of that will be from like it might be nerves or it might be you you feel out of place and or it might just be another reason. So yeah. there's it's not just as simple as yeah. Yeah, it's not as simple as just, you know, just have self-confidence, right? Like mm. in order to have self-confidence, you need to build self-confidence. So right from the get-go, when you start a prep, right? Start posing very regularly with your coach and also being adhered and disciplined and practicing by yourself too, right? Because you actually need to build up that confidence and actually, you know, feel very confident on your feet and your positioning and your smile and exactly what you're doing so that on show day, you can really bring it. And even with Callum, right? Like they say bodybuilders fight one another. It's not like a boxing match, of course, (laughs) but like people, they're, they're fighting one another for those placings by showing off, you know, their finesse, right? Mm. With their posing, you've got to bring the energy. Yeah, totally. And yeah, I did a post on my own Instagram, just Mm -hmm. over some photos and a show day recap. If anyone wants to check that out and yeah, hopefully we see him on stage again in the future. I think there's everyone knows that when they do their first competition they ever they either love it or they hate yeah. it or there i guess there'll be people in the middle as well but mm-hmm. he it's definitely lit the fire for him so it's only a matter of time before he's back again but yeah he he wants to take uh, gain some serious size so yeah. it should be good i think callum having a few years off to really grow right with his structure i think he could definitely step up one day into men's physique mm. that'd be really exciting because he's just got that tiny waist but like big broad shoulders you know like a great back and he just needs and like a lot of us right you and me too we need more size (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think any natty probably needs more size (laughs) doesn't hurt that's for sure no and what about you how was your week yes this past week it's it's been a good week so again i guess we'll keep going with the show day recap for icn queensland so Yesterday, Callum competed and that was Saturday. And then today, all the girls were on. So we had like, you know, the swimwear and the bikini, the sports model, the fitness, the runway, the angels, the whole shebang, right? Sunday's girls day. Well, they had figure yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, well, figure in women's bodybuilding yesterday, but all the rest of the chicks, they're on a Sunday, right? But you know, overall, so I had Jess competing today and she, boy, her stamina, she was on stage like eight or nine times. Mm. That is impressive in the least, right? In Uh, heels. Yeah, in heels. And the thing is as well, guys, is that Jess was actually in a flippin' moon boot because she broke her foot during the final leg of prep. So she was in a moon boot for like over a quarter of prep, which is pretty crazy. It's absolutely nuts. But, uh, Honestly, I just could not be more proud of her. Just the way that she executed her entire prep, right? Just like Callum, you know, there was there was no complaints in any sense. Like she genuinely just loved the process. She followed the plan, even hitting, you know, that huge speed bump in the road, right? Like where she broke her foot, she was still so mentally determined to still get on stage and do everything that she possibly could. So man, kudos to her. Cause I think anyone else who would have broken their foot, at least a lot of people that I know would have been like, yeah, I'm just going to compete next season. But she's like, no, you know, we'll make it work. And, uh, Pretty much we were restricted to just upper body training and then leg curl, leg extension, and some hip abductions for like a solid six weeks. So that was tough, you know, and of course that probably 
did just like it would with anyone probably cost us a little bit of lower body conditioning, like in her hamstrings and her glutes and stuff like that. But regardless, I'm just, I'm so proud of her. Yeah, she did really well. So, um, yeah, it was uh, just an amazing day. And I love being at the show. You know, I love the energy. I love catching up with so many people. And it was just so nice. You know, so many people came up to us and they said that they love the podcast, you know, and it's just so wonderful to have that support and like have almost built a community. Like, because mm. I feel like it's not as popular anymore for people to repost on Instagram. But obviously, yeah, we, there we, definitely was a phase like in 20, 2018, 2019, yeah, where everyone's like, this is the podcast I'm listening to. But it's cool because obviously we can see our podcast stats and like followers are going up, listeners are going up, all that sort of stuff. But that way you never really know who's actually tuning in. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's a mystery. Yeah. Anyone who came up to Jack and I this past weekend and is listening to this now, like, thank you so much. It's um, it's just it means the world, honestly. Mm to have support and to support each other. And yeah, I love, I love being at the shows. I feel like it's my own little kind of party or my own little sort of music festival or something like that. ICN definitely turns up the music. That's for sure. But yeah, it was just a super fun week. I'm wrecked though. I feel like after show weekend, like we didn't even compete, like, but I'm just, I'm wrecked. (laughs) So much energy just running back and forth stage and crazy. And like, obviously when you're a competitor, you're very wrecked too, but I feel like any coach, any competitor, they get home, they're like, whoa, all right, I need a shower and a long night's sleep. <laughs> mm. It's just the ener- matching the energy of the show for eight plus hours. Like, yeah. That's what happens. It's pretty crazy. But, you know, I, I absolutely love doing it. It's just such a highlight, you know. It's, it really is the highlight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's important for them to do that because, like, people look towards it for the the end of the road of a 25 Mm -hmm. week prep or even longer than that and then imagine if you rocked up to show day and then there weren't any fancy lights there wasn't Mm -hmm. any loud music the the presenter just spoke in a monotone and wasn't as as great as jason it wouldn't i know (laughs) it'd be hard to match jason to be honest he's a great mc but yeah it's uh they definitely do put on a show but the tough thing is right because jess competed in swimsuit and bikini and i just feel like those are the two hardest categories to judge out of any category at icn yeah definitely like it's i'm by no means an expert and i wouldn't want to be a judge that's for sure but is it even possible to be an expert i feel like there's just it's so blurred with the judging criteria because all of those girls, right, they all look great, right? They're up there, they're glammed up, they're tanned up, they've got mm. these long, luscious legs and these, you know, these uh, bubble butts, right, and these little delts, and they just look beautiful, and it's like... It's have- so much easier with bodybuilding where you, like, look at you look at conditioning, yeah. you look at size, you look at symmetry, mm-hmm. and then how well do those three go together for yeah. that individual? and their presentation, how do they show it off? And yeah, bam, there's your winner, and it's generally pretty clear. And, yeah. like, the crowd would agree with that right Mm. but like swimsuit and bikini man like it's just it's so hard to pick like and i almost feel like sometimes when there's like 20 girls up on the stage it's like it's almost like it's like hit and miss or like pick and choose right like who who is the top three right because they all of these girls like they all look awesome so 
it's tough. So that's just a reminder to any girl who does compete, especially in the bikini and the swimsuit category, right? Like there's no doubt that if you went through a prep and you gave it your all, right? And you got up on stage looking the absolute best that you ever have in your life, like most certainly do not feel disappointed in the slightest, right? Because just getting up on stage and celebrating yourself and celebrating your journey, that's a win in itself, right? Like at the end of the day, it's outside of our control who the judges actually pick to win, but like, it's always going to be in your control, how you choose to execute your prep and how you choose to present yourself and how Mm. hard you work. So yeah, it definitely is tough at times. And the competition is only getting stronger as more people compete and like the evidence based community gets uh, larger and people come in looking better. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And like genetics, we can't ignore the role of genetics. Like some you could work 10 times harder than someone else and that someone else will probably might still beat you because they have better genetics yeah and it's really rough sometimes to look at it that way but and some people don't like looking at it that way either but it it kind of is true yeah at the end of the day you know it is a subjective sport and we are being judged on our bodies but most certainly you guys should still work your damn hardest which is why you need to also do it more than than just winning yeah like just like you, like you wouldn't be a, a boxer just to to win. Surely you would want to enjoy that as well. Oh, absolutely. Like you have to freaking love this. You know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket and you can't just put it all on whether or not I get a trophy or not, mm. right? Especially when, and this is maybe more like bodybuilding or figure, but especially someone who's like in the 20 to 25, comparing yourself to 25 to 30, mm-hmm. 30 plus, like you can't ignore the importance of the amount of time for building muscle. Yeah. Yeah. You need to create that density and it takes years, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's the thing. Like if you stick with it, you know, that guy who just beat you cause he's 40 years old and you're only 21, you know, if you stick with this for the next 19 years, you're going to beat a 21 year old kind of thing. Yeah. So like everyone has to climb the ladder, right? Mm. Yeah. That's not without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And So I asked you the question earlier, but what about your week? (laughs) How was my week? All right. So this past week was good. So I have officially wrapped up four weeks now of prep, which is pretty nuts. Uh, If you guys remember from last week, I did a slight little macro drop. So I brought on my low days, my carbs from 300 grams down to 275 grams for five days of the week. And then high carb days were at 375 grams. And, you know, from that little nudge straight the next day, my body weight finally dropped from like 66.7 down to 66.2. And then this past week, I also got a new low of 65.9. So in the past four weeks, that's dropped from my highest of 68.1. So that's 2.2 kilograms lost in four weeks. But the truth is, guys, like because it's just been iffy, you know, for those two weeks with those iron supplements that I've been taking and just like really wacky digestion. I'm only on these iron supplements for one more week. So I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to finish them and, uh, get another blood test. And hopefully that ferritin is up, but yeah. So with that to, and I just feel good right now. And I just feel like I'm in a position to just push myself harder. And I need to take advantage of that because last time I competed, I was on stage around 57.9 kilograms, right? High 57s but I'm pretty confident that I've definitely put on some good muscle mass during these past few months. And I'm actually hoping to actually step on stage in the 59s, somewhere in the 59s. So at least one to 1.5 kilograms heavier than I was 
on my previous stage weight. So let's say I'm hoping to step on stage around 59.5 and I'm sitting around 66 kilograms right now. I've still got 6.5 kilograms to lose and I'm estimating that IFBB is around 18 weeks away. And based off these past four weeks, if my weight's only down by 2.2 kilograms on average, right? And I'm just in a position to push harder. So I'm just going to do it. Mm. So, Which is what I'm doing. I'm going more aggressive at the start because there's less risk of muscle loss. Yeah. You're in a better position to maintain or improve training mm. performance. Yeah. And it means that you can potentially reverse into yeah. the show. And I'm not going to be super freaking aggressive. Like I'm not dropping myself onto 1,500 calories or something like that. But what I am going to do, I'm still going to keep the same five low, two high day structure. Cause I, that just really does work well for my energy levels, training performance, just the whole process of dieting. It's more enjoyable and, uh, yeah, I like it more. Um, but anyway, I'm going to be dropping my lower days down now to 250 grams of carbohydrates, keeping protein at 160 grams per day and fats at 40 grams per day. So that has me at 2000 calories. And then on my two high days, I'm going to have that same 160 protein, 40 fat, but just bring that up to 350 grams of carbs. So it's just a 25 gram carb decrease on each day, which hmm. is very manageable. To be honest, this I think past you really need that because earlier this week you were telling me you need to go for a run or something. I had too much energy. It was overkill. I had my I had my two high carb days and like I had I it almost felt uncomfortable. Like if I it I I get like this during a diet break too. If I've got too much glucose in me, I get a bit antsy. I get a bit I get a bit anxious, a bit stressed. Like I want to do anything and everything to burn it off, and that's not a good place to be, right? And no, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, that healthy to no. think like that. No, yeah, and it's but it, it is tough because literally I just. But is the answer to then just deprive yourself? Like, is wouldn't the answer be to have a better it's, relationship with <laughs> energy levels? I have a levels? great relationship with my energy levels. Like, I I just can't eat a bunch of food and then just sit on my butt. Like, I need to put that stuff to good use, or I go crazy crazy so anyway this past week my two high carb days it was just overkill i was like i don't even need this many carbs man like i don't like i i trained amazingly but the other hours of the day i was like yeah typical me like gotta clean the house gotta mow the lawn all my check-ins i gotta walk around the house like all this sort of stuff right um gotta do the laundry again mow the lawn whatever i could do mow the lawn twice <laughs> whatever i could do just to move my body so i'm like okay i'm gonna bring that down a little bit so yeah 350 grams of carbs on my high days, which should still be plenty and probably keep that the same, hopefully for the rest of this prep because I had them at 325 last prep. So yeah, should be good. So slight little drop. It's going to be so easy. 25 grams of carbs, just like, you know, take a little bit of flour away here, like a little bit of a portion of oats or fruit away there. Bob's your uncle. So very easy, but I just feel I just, I want to push myself harder and I want to take advantage of this. So it's good, but I know that I most certainly will be reaching my stage weight, obviously like another 18 weeks and losing 6.5 kilograms around that definitely achievable. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm in a good position. Maybe it's part of being at the show as well, right? It's kind of yeah, like, definitely. whoa, <laughs> let's do this. So yeah, looking forward to that. And, uh, other than that, like this past week, again, I have had very high energy levels, but training was awesome. I hit that goal. I got 160 kilograms for my hip thrust for a set of 10, which never done in my life. So 
just really, really cool. I, I just felt strong all week, even on my Bulgarian split squats, still got like three sets of 12 with those per leg with 28 kilogram kettlebells in each hand. So really proud of that. Still just like mentally there pushing myself because Bulgarians, man, like they would feel hard if I was doing them body weight, but like, I know I'm capable of more. So I really make sure to push myself there because I know that like retaining my muscle mass, building more muscle mass, especially in the improvement season, just overall changing your body composition and keeping your metabolic rate in a good place. I'm just such a huge advocate of getting strong for reps. Like if I had one piece of training advice, it would be get strong for reps. And you know, something else that I've noticed in these past four weeks, just metabolically and adapting to the diet is that I just, my heart rate always goes down. So my resting heart rate is actually already gone down by 10 beats per minute. And we've spoken on other podcasts about how, you know, 10 beats per minute, every minute of every hour of every day of every week, that significantly can reduce how many calories you're actually burning if your heart's not beating as much. Like resting heart rate, I think is around like 46 beats per minute right now. Um, It got down to like 38 or something last prep. It was just stupid. It's like, are you, hello? Are you you doing your job in there? Are you even beating, man? Uh, But yeah, it's gone down to like 46 during the night. But even my exercising heart rate, like, it's for any other athlete, right? Like this would be a total plus because they'd be, I feel incredibly fit. Like my recovering heart rate, my recovering respiratory rate during my training sessions is so much better. I'm just not nearly as gassed. Like after a Bulgarian split squats or, you know, Smith machine lunges, hip thrusts, whatever it is, like I'm recovering so quickly. And for any other athlete, that would be a plus because my heart rate resting and exercising heart rate has gone down. My stroke volume is higher. So stroke volume is the amount of blood that your heart will pump with each beat, right? And if your heart is pumping less beats per minute, but it's pumping more blood with each beat, that's a hell of a lot more efficient. Uh, so I'm feeling incredibly fit. So <laughs> that's good. I'm just saying like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm feeling really good. So it's awesome. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel great, but like, man, like this metabolic adaptation shiz, it's really kicking in because whatever I do during the day, obviously I'm not burning as many calories compared to if I was doing the exact same activity four plus weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that's why, man, I just wish you had a heart rate monitor. Wish I could see it on you. Yeah. I definitely didn't feel that, that fit. Yeah. <laughs> One weekend, <laughs> give it a, give it a few more weeks. I'm sure you'll probably start to feel it. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, but that, that's good. But yeah, the rest of this past week, it's just been solid with work, with training, with posing, posing every single week now with Steph, which is really awesome. Just so gosh darn helpful. Um, so that like, I can really bring it next year for my IFBB posing. I'm just so determined to just continue to improve, not just next season, but over the years, just refine my craft and just really, you know, feel myself and, um, present myself in a way that I really love on stage. Um, just bring the sass and the finesse and yeah, when swimming, but other than that, it's just been a really good week. That's great to hear. I'm glad you've had a good week. Yes. Well, I'm glad you had a good week too. Whoosh. Cool. Hopefully we both have good weeks to come for the rest of prep. And as per usual, we'll finish up this episode by saying one thing that we want to improve on for this coming week. Okay, Jack. So what do you want to improve on? So I've been working on my squat form for the past three or four weeks. 
and it has improved, but it still doesn't feel 100% natural. So I want to continue working on that, making sure not to bring my elbows too far up, really relax my arms and shoulders during the lift and really let my upper back take the load of the high bar back squat. And like I had some nerve pain for the last month or so that's getting better due to the change in form. And it just, so like it's obviously working, but I just need to now make that movement very, very efficient mm-hmm. is the word. So like build those neural adaptations with it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, cool. And what about you? So this week, I want to, final week on my iron supplements, I just want to really get my ferritin levels up and just improve them so I can stop taking these flipping tablets and uh, yeah, then it will be all sweet. Just keep eating kangaroo every single day and let's hope that I'm just, you know, not iron deficient. Yeah, let's hope so. That would be really nice. kangaroo works for me. Kangaroo works for me too. That's great. Yeah, hop to it. Very punny. Do you mean very rui? That's bad. I tried. Okay, let's wrap this thing up. Cool. Well, if you enjoyed, guys, please remember to repost it onto your Instagram story. Tag myself, tag Tierra, tag TBD. Also, if you're feeling nice, you can always leave a review on the iTunes podcast app as well. It would mean a lot. And if you ever want to ask us any questions for these podcasts, you can head over to our Instagram at the Bodybuilding Dietitians and ask us a question when we put the question stickers up. Awesome. All right. Have a good week, guys. See you guys.